Everything quiet in the bass real hard And I stay geeked up Never been a retard Got a That's a line and a half right there I ain't never been a retard I'm a jerk but I ain't stupid Oh, this jerk it got me feel like a retard. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 2010s were different. This this song does scream 2010. Actually, this almost screams 09. Definitely pre 2010. Yeah. It uh, everything just sounds muffled about it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Back when being a jerk was cool. 2009. <laughs> <laughs> Live it, from the jerky, yo. <laughs> I'm Jimmy Selesky. I'm jerky Eric Jer- Glazer. <laughs> Jared Glazer. <laughs> jerky jerklers. <laughs> jerk jerkler. And jerky jerkleski here. Wow, dude. I'm glad I'm glad I remembered that song was a song, dude. It's it's a shame that, that jerking didn't take off the way that we all thought it would. Oh yeah. It's well it's just so insane to to remember like there was like that dancing phase in yeah. hip hop back then, but there just wasn't an app for you to dance on and get famous exactly. from. Exactly. You had to Everyone be- just had their own fucking dance crews and everyone's <laughs> dance crew had like a YouTube channel with five followers. <laughs> If those people did that shit now, dude, Wolfie would be a TikToker right now. He'd absolutely be a TikToker. He would be a fucking jerky boy. Just missed the boat on that. I didn't even think about that. But yeah, like early 2010s, late 2000s, everyone had a YouTube channel at that time, including me. I didn't dance Mm -hmm. on it. But I did go through the effort of learning how to jerk. Yeah. And that's saying a lot for me because I'm the worst dancer I know. The only thing I'm worse at than dancing is basketball. Mm. And... uh, and we did a lot of both of those in the <laughs> early lot. 2010s. <laughs> yeah, the early, t- the late 2000s for me was when I figured out all the things I'm bad at. Mm. And jerking was not one of them. I could jerk. I could jerk right now. Yeah. I could oh, jerk. I could jerk, too. I'll jerk. We're both going to jerk. I'm not dude. jerking right now. You can't get me to jerk. Dude. Y'all forgot how to jerk, but I can do it. It's like that. That's jerking, right? For the audio listeners, Jimmy is jerking right now. (laughs) I don't know if you could tell from the audio. I don't even know if you could tell from the video, but (laughs) Jimmy was jerking. How keen that footwork was, but it was 
extra groovy, extra jerky, dude. And completely um, out of frame. Completely <laughs> out of frame. But you can tell from my upper body how hard I was going in the lower body. Oh, yeah. And that's what's important. The, po- the point of the matter is I've never danced on the podcast before in 288 episodes. It so was a first. It was a first, and uh, I think I think that was uh, successful. I only learned one other dance, and that was the SpongeBob. The SpongeBob was big. Which you got. That dance still to this day, if you ever find yourself in a weird barroom dance-off, that doesn't happen, unfortunately, anymore. Mm-hmm. I've noticed that. Not a lot of dance-offs anymore. Yeah. Everyone's um, too embarrassed that someone's going to get a video of it. We used to start dance-offs when we went out. Yeah. And we were the worst dancers ever. But, yeah, but that's why it was fun. But we would sometimes win. Why? Because we each had one go-to move. Mm-hmm. And mine, well, I had two. It was... Yeah. I, I Pretend op- you're gay with your friend <laughs> to make everyone laugh, and you win. <laughs> yes. Yeah, step one is go in... And jerk, jerk, mm-hmm. and then people are like, "I know, I know, I know," and you're like, "Yeah, you could jerk to any song, dude." Yeah. It just it just demonstrates that you're down with with the culture. Then you come out, the other guy comes in and does some like freaky deaky shit, and then you're like, "All right, now it's time to break out the SpongeBob." You come back in and whip out the SpongeBob. The crowd is on your side. Yeah. Automatically. To this day, if you whip out a SpongeBob right now. Well, especially in Baltimore. So oh. I think the SpongeBob was, I don't know if it was made here, but. We're going to say it was I'm going to say here. it was made in Baltimore. <laughs> we made it. It was invented at CVP by us. CVP <laughs> I don't think we invented tells. it, but we definitely saw some people do the SpongeBob. Oh, and, and it, we're it, like, yeah, that's ours now. And, and I absolutely, when I saw that dance, very few things in my life uh were that pivotal but when i saw that dance it must have been like when people in the 80s saw michael jackson do the moonwalk yeah the spongebob was my moonwalk when i saw (laughs) that i was like oh wow you can do that and then once i realized like you know like you just step pop step pop back and forth and i was like this is a dance i can do yeah it's the millennial moonwalk i could never do the uh what was the one the pin drop you know what I'm talking yeah, about? But that shit, like, you'll hurt yourself doing that. Dude, that was dangerous. Adrian used to be able to do that, and I was hella jealous. But my knees are already fucked as it is. Yeah, exactly. And you got to be like, I think you got to be like really skinny and black, probably. I, which I was, you know, I couldn't do it. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> you're only skinny. <laughs> I was just skinny. <laughs> Unfortunately, I was skinny and white, so no pin drop for me. But yeah, so so you went, you get on, you get on the board with a clean jerk round one. Mm-hmm. Clean jerk. On the board, you got the crowd's attention. They're automatically just like, all right, like, this guy right, has, He's a jerk. <laughs> this guy's a jerk. <laughs> he's not a retard. And then you come in, and then round two, you break out the SpongeBob. Now the crowd is not just... Now you don't have their attention. Gentlemen, we have your interest. Mm-hmm. What is it? You have my... What is it? The fucking thing. Then... All right, you had my interest. Now you have my attention. Yes. You have their interest first. Now you have their attention. Mm-hmm. Then... The other person's gonna come back and do some stupid shit. Some other random drunk white guy's gonna, gonna try come to in. do a fucking tootsie roll or something. Yeah, shit, like, something weak and whack. Some eighties bullshit. So if he comes in and does something whack, you don't even go out for round three. No. See, this is this is it's kind of like baseball. This is when we tagged in Scott. He just <laughs> fucking did some fucking freestyle did dance some gumbo shit. shit. <laughs> <laughs> Gumby. <laughs> <laughs> so like it's kind of like baseball like if if they don't retaliate 
successfully with at least an equal amount of like, oh, from the crowd. It's like when you're winning in the top of the ninth inning. If you're already winning, you don't need to bat in the bottom of the ninth. Mm. You won. I won in round two. Now, if they come out and break ankles with some moves after you hit the SpongeBob, then you only have one other move. And that is to pretend you're gay with your friend. Yeah. <laughs> and that is a guaranteed win. Yeah. In 2010. In, in 2010. <laughs> well, no, all the way up until I'd say 2014. Yeah. Yes. Now, I don't even. I think. I think they would just also make out with you as well, <laughs> <laughs> and then we all lose. And then it would just be some poly shit. <laughs> <laughs> so all the rules have changed, dude. You know, nobody nobody dances off anymore. Nobody jerks anymore. And um, you know, it, it, there's not a lot. The last great, you know, Baltimore hip hop's always been big on dance stuff. You know, mm-hmm. we had uh, t- oh, what was his name? Tate Cobang. Mm-hmm. Hey, bitch, I'm from bottom of the I never see you. I never see a family on the Alameda. That song went hard. It still mm-hmm. does go hard. But uh, he he was like just dancing the whole video. And then, you know, Soldier Boy had a dance. Soldier Boy. I said Soldier I was right. Boy, Soldier him. Boy, tell him. Soldier Boy had a dance. The last great dance that I can remember, Stanky Leg. Ooh. Dude, the Stanky Leg. And that last, you know, I I went, I kind of learned that a little bit. Oh, oh. Obviously the other Watch me one. whip, watch me nade. Yep. Swag surf. And then there's the one. The older one was the pop like and drop it. Mm-hmm. Pop like and drop it. Yeah. And oh, and the dab. The dab, obviously. Is that part of the whip nene? Um, That might have been in the whip nene. Now I mean, wait. I mean, nene. Yeah, the dab. That's I I can't do that at all. That might have just been post all that stuff. That was post dance, post dance. But uh, you I know, think dab was that Migos? It might have been, but it's like if it's just one move, I don't know if it qualifies as a dance. You have to learn a sequence of moves. Yeah, you know. Um, so I don't. I'm not gonna count the dab. I swag, I serve. Now I'm me here, divers. I'm all hypnotic, exotic, polo around my body. <laughs> I think we're due. We think, need a good dance song. I guess there was probably one recently. What was the one recently? We need one so good that it brings back dance-offs at bars, and then we can do it again. Mm. But I don't see that happening. I know Little Uzi tried to do the futsal shuffle, but that never like caught on as like a dance. Oh, what was the one... Yeah, what was the one that Drake did with... Uh, oh, the Tusi slide. Yeah. Yeah, that was a big one. But I don't really remember what that dance move was. I just remember the song. I don't remember you what the... right foot up, left foot Oh, slide, yeah, he does give you instructions. Up, right foot slide. <laughs> yeah, I was like, when I heard the instructions, I was like, this sounds like a dance I could do. Mm-hmm. Right foot up, left foot slide. How do you? How do I slide with my other foot's already up? And basically, I'm saying either way, you got to slide. <laughs> That's what the next line is. <laughs> so, so, so you're there and you're sitting there with your right foot up, and he's like, left foot slide. And you're like, I can't. And then he's like, all right, left, left foot, foot up, up, right foot slide. Yeah. I still can't. He's like, basically, I say any that way. I was like, damn, dude. Damn, bro. How, how, how am I sliding? Bro? <laughs> you got both feet in the air. You failed to tell me how to slide. I'm You never told right me now. to put my right foot down. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's a goddamn shame, dude. It's a goddamn shame. But you're right. You you brought up an interesting point with TikTok ruining dance-offs because now everyone is having a giant dance-off against each other online. Well, I agree with that, but also I just think like with how much like everyone is so quick to just like pull out their phone and record everything now. Mm. I feel like the dance-off where you're just like fucking around can't really exist anymore because you're just going to open up yourself to like public ridicule. Yes, and you're going to end up on fucking barstool towels and looking like an idiot. Yeah. Look at fucking, this 30-year-old. Why is this 30-year-old jerking? <laughs> this 30-year-old jerking at CVP sprained his ankle and started crying <laughs> and tried to make out with his friend as a joke because <laughs> he thought it would save the battle. <laughs> This man went 0 for 3. Just take the L. (laughs) (laughs) Desperation move. (laughs) Oh, man. But speaking of jerk. Oh, yeah. What, did you think we just randomly opened up the podcast with a 20-minute segment about jerking? No. For no reason? Eric, you brought me some... I made some jerky. Some jerky. Yeah. Very 2009 of you. Exactly. Now, I just ate a whole bowl of, or a whole styrofoam container of meat and rice. Mm-hmm. The two food groups, meat and rice. And uh, You're so telling I'm, me to eat some more meat? You're telling me to eat some more meat? <laughs> it better be dry and jerked. Yeah, so this is actually a jerk jerky. Now, I am very familiar with the taste of meat. Uh-huh. Uh, for my Are you familiar space. with the taste of jerk, like jerk chicken? Uh, yes, mm-hmm. yes. This feels harder than most jerky. Is that is that on purpose? Is it because it's double jerked? It's double jerked, and also I uh, I like to make my jerky a little drier than normal. Okay, just to make sure I'm not like giving people raw shit still. Last longer, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then also last longer, and then also it kind of like it breaks apart a little bit easier if it's dried up. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Jack Link said that. Um, yeah, the Sasquatch. So gave me that I'm going to kind of just go through the five senses here. Okay. To the touch, as I mentioned, harder and drier than I'm used to. That's not a bad thing. It's just an mm-hmm. observation, folks. It kind of actually resembles a piece of tree bark. Interesting. Very much resembles tree bark to me. Now, uh, to so that was the sight there. Yeah. That was the sight. <laughs> uh, to the smell. Ooh. It's got a certain tasteful gaminess to it. Like it 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 huh. smells kind of like like you got this meat yourself from the wild. So, I didn't get it from the wild. I did get it for myself though. I bought it at the store. Mm. <laughs> I got it at Sam's Club. You hunted it down at Sam's Club. <laughs> yeah, I was hunting down <laughs> The discounts at Sam's Club. Okay. Okay. Well, they must have just caught this fucking... They must have just got it. (laughs) And I guess it was a wild range fucking cow. This is definitely wild range. All the gaminess of it. (laughs) Now, what are the other senses that I missed so far? So, what about touch? Touch. You seem to be touching it a lot. I am touching it a lot. (laughs) I am touching it a, a lot. (laughs) That's <laughs> probably what smells gamey because my hands are gamey. <laughs> I am fresh caught. Uh, now I think that leaves just. So, so you already got smell. Can smell, you hear it? Touch. Oh, <laughs> why don't you hear it? Why don't you listen to it for a second? Let's see what it has to say. Not much. 
<laughs> yeah, take the fucking. That's what, okay. it That's what it sounds like when you rub it against the <laughs> grill of the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I think you guys all have a pretty decent idea of all the other four senses, but only I can taste it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, let it let it uh, mingle a little bit. Let the flavor savor. You're gonna rehydrate it with your saliva a little bit too. Mm-hmm. It'll get a little bit I can feel it coming tender. back alive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. See, it hits you in your you ear. Got... <laughs> I think You're I can hear it, it again. <laughs> <laughs> it hits you hard with the pepperiness, you know? Yeah. And then it just kind of eases this way in. Mm-hmm. So it comes in hot. And you're like, whoa, dude, calm down. I just took a bite. And then it's like, it's like, I'm just playing. And then it just kind of settles into what it is. Mm-hmm. I think I'll have another bite. And it has a, so like I said, it was a jerk, jerk marinade. So what I did was I blended up some onion, some green onion, uh, a bunch of spices. So like allspice. A little mm-hmm. bit of nutmeg, some cinnamon, so very like warming spices. We well, already said all spices, so mm-hmm. they're covered. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I put a bunch of the peppers from my garden. I had to pick all of my peppers this past week because mm. there's a frost advisory. You are a pepper freak. Exactly. And I can tell from the heat of this. See, I appreciate a good spicy jerky. I don't know if I can handle a whole bag of those. Really? I well, mean, I'm going to leave the rest of this with you. I, I made a fuck ton of it. We'll see. We'll see if I show up like the fucking like volcano guy from a Fruit Roll-Ups commercial to my gig tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that made any sense. And the answer is it didn't. I just paired it with some Evan Williams, and that was nice. Okay, yeah. I was actually thinking of um, it'd be interesting to throw some like whiskey in with uh, like a jerky marinade just to get a little bit of that smokiness. Yeah, that I think wood flavor. Yeah, I I think Jack Lynx does that with Jack Daniels, and if they don't, that would make sense. Mm-hmm. I would hope then they should start doing that. They should start doing that, <laughs> but not before you do. No, yeah, and of course I do it with Evan. Of course, yes. Uh, pairing the finest bourbon out of a red Dixie cup. Exactly this um, side of the red Dixie. Cup. <laughs> 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 um. Just quick recap of our weeks. Now that our cold open is finished, mm-hmm. our 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 twenty five minute setup of a jerky review. Exactly. So, what would you give it? I would give it out of ten, five being average. Mm-hmm. What would you? So let's get a a base read. So, what would you give like a Jack Links jerky? Uh, I would say. Jack Lynx is probably the best jerky, maybe. Mm. And they definitely had the best commercials. Yeah. Which shouldn't count, but it shouldn't hurt them either. No. Uh, the Bigfoot thing they do is is pretty decent. It's it's not the funniest thing I've ever seen, but it's better than most jerkies have done. Um, I would say that if you're going to set that as the bar, I have to leave room for there being better jerky. Yeah. So I'm going to say Jack Lynx is an 8. Really? Yes. Okay. Because I'm leaving room I'm leaving headroom for there being two notches better of jerky somewhere <laughs> okay. in the world. Um I can't say 10 because then I'm denying the ability that there's any jerky better than 
What the? Fuck? I think it's your phone. Oh yeah. Have phone. you ever had um wild bills jerky? Uh, I would say that's like the best prepackaged jerky. Okay, so and I would maybe only give that a six or a seven. Wow. So how? So, so what's for the me, best Jack Links or like uh, that's like the most commercially brand like jerky, right? Jack Links. Yeah, I'd say so. I don't, I kind of don't like it that much. I'll give it like a four. Or a five. Really? Yeah. Really? Okay. Five. At least you're giving an average. I can't I can't stand for you to give Jack Links below average. No. I'll I'll let it have a five. I'll put a Slim Jim as a as a four. Yeah, Slim Jim, that's lower. And then like store brand jerky yeah, is like a three. Or I don't a even two. know if a Slim Jim is uh jerky. Now that I think about it. Um I think it's like just like meat puree in a sausage sack yeah it's i mean it's pretty much it's just jerky i think yeah but it's good i think it's technically jerky but it's like more like a pepperoni (laughs) yeah it's a pepperoni stick i would say it's more akin i would say it's more akin to a a weird sausage than jerky but that's just me Mm -hmm. because it has that if you can squeeze out the inside of it i can't squeeze out the inside of this no it's too gamey it's jerked it's jerked um so i'm gonna give you my number Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna give this if Jack Links is an eight in my book, mm-hmm. I'm gonna give this a seven point one. Okay, and that's I'll only give because it around a seven too. That's only because much like leaving headroom for, uh, you know, better jerkies in the world that I haven't experienced. This is good, mm-hmm. but I know you can do better. No, I agree. And this is the first time I made the jerk jerky. I kind of just did it because I thought it was funny that it was jerk jerky. And it is funny. Yeah. And that's why I gave you the extra point one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For the creativity. Mm-hmm. I said it. It does help. Yeah. The branding. It does. Now, unfortunately, I kind of have an idea of how to make jerky. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how to make jerk chicken. What is, do you actually jerk it? Like, do you like pull it around and shit? Like, what are you doing? Yeah, you got to make the, the dead chicken body do the jerk. <laughs> uh, no, it's just, um, I mean, kind of like the same stuff I was just talking about. That's the reason why I had jerk marinade lying around because I made jerk chicken when I got home. So it's literally just a spice blend? Yeah, it's just a, like a spice blend with some fresh, you know, veggies and shit in there too. I thought it was like pulled pork where you like, there, it implies that you're like, you're, you were pulling the pork off the bone? Um, no, yeah, it's just a, like a, it's a spice seasoning. So uh, it's mainly a lot of like either habaneros or scotch bonnets blended up with, you know, green onions, those different spices I mentioned before, some brown sugar, mm-hmm. that type of shit, and then marinate it. And then usually jerk chicken, you got to grill it to get it really fucking good. Get it like smoked and grilled and it's fucking delicious. Hmm. And that's a Jamaican thing. Mm-hmm. Caribbean? Yeah, Caribbean. Caribbean. That's not one of the few cuisines I, I, I can't say that I'm huge on. Mm. Like, there's something about... I've just gotten into it recently. That This is spicy. This is, like, hitting me now. Mm. I mean, that could also be the burn of the whiskey, but... No, I mean, it's, it has, like, a, a lasting little warming to it. I'll mm. have to, I do have to say. Um, I'm sure the whiskey doesn't help. <laughs> so you had a week... In Florida. Yeah. And then in I the was in Nashville. Caribbean. Nashville, uh, Tennessee. The thought capital of the world. 
Yeah, just the basic bitch. Uh, when did that happen? I don't. Re- when did what happen? Nashville becoming the thought capital of the world. It used well, it's to not be not even the thought capital. It's like the bridesmaids capital. That's what I kind of mean. You know what I mean? Like I guess I'm not saying that all basic. Bitches Unless are it's like thoughts. thoughts and prayers, because they're all fucking religious. <laughs> like it's like every every girl in that I like know that I like follow on Instagram and I like whatever from time to time see their whatever updates in life. If they are a basic bitch, yeah, they have been to Nashville recently. They're gonna get the fucking Uggs, like jeans, the fucking vest, the Han Solo with the fucking big wide brim hat. Yeah. And then just walk around. They're going to be in front of me at Starbucks ordering a pumpkin spice latte when I'm trying to order pumpkin spice latte. Mm-hmm. They're just, just pissing gonna, you off. Just pissing me off. Doing at the least, exact same thing. At least I'm not living up to a stereotype. <laughs> I'm you breaking know? the mold. I'm breaking the mold. <laughs> um, yeah, Nashville. That is that is definitely... People always say like, oh, you dude, you got to go there. Live music, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I, all right. I mean... I don't know. I feel like Nashville's changed. It's not what it used Live to be. Live music is cool. Um, so it's actually cool when we were in Nashville. Um, Archie lives out there now. So me and Joey met up with Archie. Mm. It's good to see that guy. That's awesome. I'm um, glad to hear that. That yeah. warms my soul to hear that. That I saw him. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but it was cool. So like he kind of showed us around. We, whenever we've been there before, we've really only gone out like downtown and seen the touristy stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to be able to meet up with him and go to kind of like the more localish spots. Mm-hmm. Um, and Nashville is cool. I I think you would like the amount of music and stuff that's going on. And then what Archie was saying was like, there's like a record short store near his house where fucking just random ass big acts. Because in Nashville, like so many famous musicians and shit live there yeah everyone's so saying huge. like jack white or whatever hangs out one of the fucking uh like oats from hall and oats hangs out at one That's of the bars awesome. that he goes to oats like, hangs out there yeah dude oats i fucking love oats <laughs> hall i can take hall, but you gotta go oats <laughs> um but, well that's awesome but yeah then you'll just see like random you know big acts do like acoustic ass shows in a small venue acoustic and, ass shows yeah so it sounds it sounds tight um it does sound tight you're really selling me on it the thing that i love about nashville though is the the hot chicken oh the i thought you were gonna say the hot, hot chicks <laughs> now the thing that i love about nashville is the is hot the ugly chick. women and the hot chicken <laughs> <laughs> gotta have hot chicken in nashville dude. oh it's it's a go-to we got it twice while we were there it, like we were just fiending for it. Where'd you go? Somewhere authentic? Did Archie take you to like? Nah. So we we went back to a repeat spot we've been to before. It was called Party Foul. Oh, that's right. You you are Nashville like connoisseur at this point almost. You've been there several times. Been there several times, but also like definitely do my due diligence in looking up places to eat. Just because that's like for the most part when I travel, that's the funnest part for me yeah, is just that's to try new shit and yeah. like try and while we're there just try the best shit why the fuck not yeah i don't know when we're coming back exactly no that's the way to do it dude my my biggest regret to this day is uh listening to my ex-girlfriend's friend when we had a layover in chicago mm-hmm. and i wanted to get a deep dish pizza 
and I wanted to go to Luminati's because it was just the first thing that popped up when I Googled it, and it sounded cool, and yeah. it had great reviews. And Illuminati. It's, it's iconic. <laughs> and it's kind of like, I get that it's kind of like the Genos and Pats of yeah. Philly or of uh, Chicago. It's like that go-to tourist spot. But it's like, you know what? I'm a tourist. I'm a tourist. Yeah. I'm not a Chicago local. I don't root for the fucking Bears. I don't like the Cubs, really. They're all right. Mm-hmm. They're all right. But like... I don't need, I don't need, when I go somewhere, I don't need to pretend that I am, uh, like, not a tourist. Yeah. You know? Now, I don't want to give away that I'm obviously uh, not, you know, yeah. that I'm like, obviously You're not trying to get, like, mugged by and I, looking like a fucking easy mark, you know? Yeah, or just looking like a regular Chicagoan. But, uh, you know, it, it's... I, I have a good radar for when something is all tourist hype. Like, I think, this is a hot take, but I honestly think that Pappas's crab cakes are a little overrated. Mm-hmm. And I know that, like, obviously, if you're a tourist coming to Maryland or Baltimore specifically, you're going to want to go to Pappas's for uh, crab cakes, I think, because that's like, if you ask most people in the Baltimore area, they would yeah. say that Pappas's has the best. But it's uh, also interesting because it's like, for the most part, like our parents love, or at least my parents love Pappas's and their crab cakes. But I think it's like, I don't know if, like I, I get bugged out about this sometimes because I'm like, Towson Best for me is the best Chinese food. Yeah, but that's, it's in the name. But is that just because that's the best place I had growing up? And now my entire, you know, life is formed around this being the best Chinese food. So when something isn't like that, then it's not good. Exactly. exactly. So they've just had that with crab cakes. Yeah, I. but I think like there are like... like but I think Towson Best is just the best. Well, I've had... Yeah, it is the best. And mm-hmm. and I've, I've had plenty of Chinese food. And look, don't get me wrong. Sichuan House is really good. Yeah. Um... I think they opened up. Red pepper is really fucking good. Red pepper, but it's like more authentic Chinese, not American Chinese. Yeah, you have to like. It's hard to get something not strange there. Like you really have to try to but not. That's get like something the weird. best part. I love getting weird shit there. Like when you can get like curdled blood curds and chicken liver. It's like. Yeah, I'm not getting the General fucking so's. toad soup. But. Toad soup. Yeah, dude. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? But I get that. But like with Pappas's, it's like. I've had enough crab cakes. And also, I'm not a super huge crab cake guy. Like, I like them when the moment is right. And then also, your favorite crab cake is, like, the season's crab cake. And I say that completely (laughs) unironically and not as a joke. Uh, Season's crab cake is very good. I rate it above the Pappas' crab cake, and I'm not kidding. Uh, It's delicious. Now, when I go out to eat, I generally don't get a crab cake because it's, like, too expensive for how much food it is yeah it's like 70 dollars for two crab cakes now i will say what looks like they have a great crab cake and i hear great things is uh jimmy's seafood mm-hmm. jimmy's seafood i saw one of our mutual friends zach hogan there ran into him when i was playing a gig there and he said he waited a long time for it to come out but when it came out it was worth it and it looked worth it it was like perfectly shaped it looked like a pretty patty from spongebob damn except crab cake uh flavored and and colored and not green and it was just like perfect (laughs) yeah and not green and it was perfectly cooked and it's like you know pap i went to pappas's once 
and got, you know, it was like somebody's like some type of like funeral after thing, whatever they call it, uh, recession, repression. Depression. Depression. <laughs> what happens after Some a funeral? funeral You're depressed. Depression. <laughs> Reception. 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 Yeah. And uh, they had like like fucking Betty Crocker mashed potatoes. And I know that doesn't that shouldn't count against the crab cake. But I'm sorry. So much of uh, eating is is presentation. Yeah. There's a reason why the chef just had like he like sparkles like parsley on the edge of a plate and doesn't just like glob a fucking slice of macaroni and cheese casserole on yeah, your it's plate not like, like you're it's getting like a dinner. school lunch. You're yeah. Not getting someone slopping shit on yeah, your plate. Give peas a chance. No, it's not like that at all. It's like you got to present it well and if the sides aren't there then it it docks the meal, you know? And not to get too far off track, but this just got me on on something that I've been thinking about for quite some time now. Restaurants try too hard when there's... I hate going to a restaurant and there's like eight different items, entrees on the menu. Mm -hmm. And every single entree has completely different sides in the next one. It's like... You'll be like, okay, it's like they'll have like two types of steak. One is a New York strip and it's like New York strip comes with pureed onion and and mixed green vegetable salad and you're like well i want the new york strip but i don't want to get those two sides but then like the other thing is like oh it comes with mashed potatoes and asparagus but it's like a fucking like slice of raw tuna it's like i want the sides from this one and i want the thing from this one but like and and i know people probably think they're like well just fucking order what you want and then ask to substitute i know but that is also annoying, uh, not just as the cust- and not just for the server, because it's a common thing in the restaurant industry. People don't necessarily like when you substitute stuff, it, especially if it's busy. It's very it just makes things more confusing. It's much easier to just be like, look, I mean, this, 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 whatever. And it's like like my dad does that when he goes to restaurants and it annoys me because he'll just be like he doesn't look looking at menus like, look. Every fucking place just has a cheeseburger and fries. I'm not gonna. Every place has the same shit. I'm not gonna sit here and stare at a menu like a fucking idiot. And so the server come over was like, "Look, I just want a cheeseburger, lettuce, tomato, mayo." And it's like I get your thought process, but what you don't understand is like, it's not the server's fault. So it's not like she can. But the restaurant, oftentimes. If they only have like the mac and cheeseburger, the blue burger, the bacon cheddarnator, it's like. That's what she sees on the screen. And so in order to give you a plain burger, she has to like type in plain patty, lettuce, tomato, may it's like it's like a more involved it's literally more difficult to get something basic than to just order off the menu. And I think I, I don't blame him for it, mm-hmm. but it's just something that I think a lot of people don't understand. It's like, no, when the server goes there, it's not like the old days where they like have like a ticket, they're just like all right, lettuce, tomato on the fly, flip, flop, flip, flip, flap. And then the cook grabs you. He's like, all right, I got six tomatoes and a baconer. And you're like, okay, cool. They yell like some weird lingo. It's like they typed in the computer. So like, I forgot where I was going with this. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so you go there and it's like, it's annoying for the server to have to like substitute in, but also it's annoying for me. Mm-hmm. It's annoying for me because it's like, dude, I just want to just be able to be like, hey, can I get this? And it's like, okay, you have your two choices of sides, you know? So like, it's important for the presentation. Pappas is, you know, they have an okay crab cake with what? Fucking instant mashed potatoes. They're coasting on reputation, dude. Yeah. They're coasting on reputation. 
I went to Pat's uh, in um, Philadelphia when I went up there uh, when I was 19 years old. Guy was a dick. But you know yeah. what? That's authentic. I was there and I, I like walked up and I was like, I was like waiting in line and I went to Pat's because I was like trying to be a little bit Fuck not a story. Gino's, bro. Yeah, I was like, come on, bro. Find those Pat's as the best cheesecake in Philadelphia. And everybody <laughs> knows this is a Philadelphia accent. And uh, <laughs> so I go there and I, I get to the line and I'm just like, uh, what do you think I should get? And I was like, come on, man. Fuck it. What do you want? I was like, <laughs> oh. I just wanted to know if I should get like the cheese whiz or the provolone and like. I just not know if I should get it with or without. <laughs> with or without. It's like, it was good. But like, I've had better cheesesteaks at the real thing, dude. Yeah. But I also know that that's not the best cheesecake in Phil, cheesesteak in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. I'm not so silly to think that. So if you come to Baltimore, just know Season's Pizza. Towson. Season's Pizza. The real thing. The real thing. Towson Best. Towson Best is delicious, (laughs) authentic Towson Chinese food. (laughs) But anyway, sorry to to get you way off track. But you went to, what was the place you go to for Nashville Hot Chicken? Uh, So it was called Party Fowl. Beautiful. Beautiful establishment. I got half of a fried chicken. Nashville Hot little side of fries. Um, do they hot fries? Do they make the fries nah, hot too? Luckily yeah. not. Um, I'd be a little too hot. I had like almost the whole thing, took a thigh home to my hotel room, knocked that baby in the fridge, and then later that night, or it might have been the next day, I was just in my fucking like, we stayed at the W in Nashville, which is like one of those fancy hotels. Mm-hmm. So I was just like in my king size bed the next day, eating cold hot chicken oh, crumbs everywhere. You're a cold. It you're was a cold so leftovers good. guy. Yeah, dude, I'm sorry that gives me cold chicken is fucking creeps. yummy. Yeah, but you're also a, a no leftovers guy. You for whatever reason don't heat up leftovers to eat them. Mm. It depends. Sorry for calling you out like this, but it had to be done after you just did that to me. I mean, you fucking silenced me. I have no... I don't know where to go from here. <laughs> you don't even eat cold pizza, do you? Absolutely not. Damn. My my general rule when it comes to leftovers... i about this. <laughs> I've gotten better at uh, not being a fucking weirdo. Because you're just like... It. You're a no microwave guy, right? I'll use a microwave from time to time. I My big thing is plastic. Mm-hmm. I don't like plastic containers for food. Now that does not include like uh it doesn't include like, you know, to go food. Like mm-hmm. when you go to a restaurant, obviously I don't mind that. Obviously. Yeah. I don't like Tupperware. Tupperware disgusts me. It's gross. I think I just seen too many like scraped up Tupperware containers that still have like red stains from spaghetti yeah. sauce. And it's like that people oh well it's clean you know i put it to dishwasher 80 times it's like it's not clean bro yeah why does it smell like spaghetti still yeah it still smells like spaghetti and you're putting broccoli in it there's nothing more disgusting than when it's like sitting upside down in the dishwasher with like a puddle of water in it it's like dude give a fuck out of here dude i want my leftovers in that my basic rule for leftovers is i will eat anything before it gets put in the fridge Room temperature is no problem. I'm a big room temperature pizza guy. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't need to heat up pizza. If, as long as I know it used to be hot and it never got cold. It never got cold. <laughs> uh, I 
need to eat something the temperature that it was served at. That's kind of my rule when it comes to leftovers. You don't go to a pizza place and pick up a freezing cold pizza. Therefore, I will not the next morning eat cold pizza. Cold pizza is disgusting. I've never eaten it. I've never even had the thought to even maybe try it. Wow. It grosses me out. I'll see my brother like have like leftover pasta, like leftover spaghetti, and just eat it cold. That ew just is absolutely. I mean, that's gross. Like he'll have like leftover orange chicken and just eat it cold. It's ew. like, what are you doing? Ooh, I that I've never understood. What if? What about like something like sushi? Because that's that comes cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that's like asking you know what I what I eat leftover ice cream, obviously. If I finish half a pint, yeah. As long as it's the same temperature and didn't change from what it's supposed to be. Once the temperature of the food does a 180, I don't want it anymore. If a solid, if a salad gets hot, I don't want it anymore. Yeah. If a fucking soup gets cold and comes back out of the fridge, I kind of don't want it. Now, if I cooked a chili in a pot and then put the whole pot in the fridge, Mm -hmm. I'll take it out and heat it back up on the stove. Okay. I'll do that. Okay. I'll heat it back up on the stove. So you've made progress. <laughs> I've absolutely made progress. <laughs> but I will never eat cold pizza. That's gross. And people that do that, people that eat cold leftovers. Pizza's understandable. I get that's more common. Mm-hmm. But like even you agreed with it. The cold The cold spaghetti. pasta or the cold orange chicken, that's just disgusting. And that's what's weird is like it is such a psychological thing but it's, because I think because it's like it's also like wet. So like the sauce gets cold and freezes up and it's just like not the same like experience. Yeah. yeah. What's but like for a fried chicken, a cold fried chicken, it's still dry. Like that part of it hasn't changed. It's still crunchy. Yeah. It's still cooked all the way. It's just cold. And I'll eat like a chicken salad. I'll eat pasta With cold salad. chicken, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'll eat pasta salad. I had pasta salad as a side last night. Mm. And that's just weird. That's cold pasta. I don't find that disgusting at all. But I would never. But eat. it was never warm. It was never warm. Yeah. Now, like, but I don't know why. I don't know why that I'm so much more comfortable. Like, I will often get pasta salad because uh, I like it. If it's good pasta salad, it's great. Mm-hmm. But I don't know why that doesn't even register. That it's like the thought of eating cold, um, like spaghetti with meatballs is just disgusting to me. And it's it. What is really the difference? It's just cold pasta in a sauce. But I think what it really is, now that I'm really getting to the meat of this, I'm going to preface this by saying I think I'm right. I think a lot of people think I'm weird for my weird uh, phobias when it comes to plastic, yeah. why I don't like getting but plastic like, cups in restaurants. A hundred years ago, you would be the only person not eating something that went cold or went hot when it wasn't supposed to. Mm-hmm. And then you'd be the only person not getting food poisoning. Absolutely. See, see, here's the thing. But in modern day, we got a little something called the refrigerator. Yeah, but we also have a little something called germs. Germs. Ever heard of it? Ever heard of germs? Mm -hmm. When you are eating out of a container of pasta, you're taking your salivated fork. In and out, back in there, doing the little twirly thing. Your spit is just getting on every noodle. It's fucking spit and marinara. And then you put it in the fridge. And then it sits in the fridge and the fucking spit 
remnants backwash from your that noodle that you didn't get all the way in your mouth and it fell out of your mouth back in there and it sits there and marinates with the sauce and then you come in the next day and don't even heat it up and just eat your own cold spit spaghetti yeah i mean, I mean that that's is gross, gross but also like you're comparing so like in that situation that would be like someone taking the jug of fucking milk or juice straight out of the fridge, drinking it, and then backwash going in. Unacceptable. Yeah, unacceptable. And I agree. I don't do that with my leftovers. If I'm eating a leftover, I'll put leftovers in a container. I usually don't take stuff I've already eaten part of, just because mm-hmm. I think that's gross as well. I mean, Good. depending on a, the thing. If it's like a nice steak or whatever, I'll just cut off the last little piece that I was chewing on or whatever. Okay. Probably leave that behind. Okay. But I don't eat straight out of the takeout container. Okay. That's what I got bowls and plates for at my house. Bowls and plates. I got a clean bowl. I'll put my food in. I'll I'll heat it up in the microwave. See, these are these are advantages that we have in modern society. My brain has not evolved. You only think that you can eat out of the takeout for some reason. Yeah. I basically formed my my evolutionary path of towards food formed before the invention of bowls. Yeah, and the dishwasher. And the dishwasher. <laughs> Mainly just dishes. <laughs> I formed this opinion before the invention of a dish. <laughs> um but yeah, that that there's just like certain things like that. Like I said, there are so many things and and there's so many things that made me realize like I like intuitively have a very good sense of germ danger mm. and it was weird because like when working in restaurants sometimes you'll see like a server just like fill up your soda thing with yeah like, this is also interesting because you're also the same person that will ask a complete stranger at the bar sitting next to you hey are you done with that and then just finish eating a stranger's food mm-hmm. and 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 you know the answer to that and the answer is my t- age-old theorem which stands true if I would make out with you or I would hang out with you, I will finish your food. Mm. And it's true. If I'm sitting next to a very pretty girl and then she, I'm, sir, I'm waiting tables. Let's say this is back in the days when I was working at Cheesecake Factory and I'm waiting on a table and two very nice looking girls come in and the girl only eats half her burger. Now, I'm 24 years old. I'm looking at this girl going... I've never kissed a girl before. I've never even kissed a girl. I'm about to get my first kiss secondhand from a burger. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking at this girl and I'm thinking, well, uh, I ideally would get this girl's number, go out on a date with her, and maybe kiss her, maybe even kiss her for an extent, maybe even make out with this girl. My tongue inside of her mouth, her tongue inside of my mouth. That's a thing that I'm thinking about while I'm serving this table, mm-hmm. but I can't take a bite out of your burger? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's where the problem is. <laughs> now, I am looking this girl up and down like a piece of meat at the market while waiting her table. And you think I don't you think eating the burger's the wrong part? <laughs> <laughs> that's where you draw the line? <laughs> now let's reverse the situation kind of and let's say it's a guy mm-hmm. there's a group of dudes cool dudes i'm wor- waiting on a table i'm 24 they're 24 hey, dude man i got like 20 bucks in the fucking phillies tonight dude and i'm like dude you guys are awesome what are you doing after this they're like 
Sid, I don't know, probably just hitting CVP, getting in a dance-off or something. I'm like, dude, that sounds awesome. <laughs> I would so hang out with you. And in an ideal world, I'd be sitting on a couch next to you. We'd be watching the big game. Mm -hmm. I'm sitting there. I'm reaching in a bag of chips. You're reaching in a bag of chips. Our hands accidentally oh, our touch hands in touch. the bag of chips. We stop. Look at each other. I fall into his eyes like a goddamn lake. My tongue in his mouth. His, his tongue, tongue in mine. mine. Pretending we're gay to win the dance battle. As a joke. No, 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 no. We're sitting on the couch. I'm reaching a bag of chips. He's reaching a bag of chips. We're hanging out. We're having fun. And you're telling me I can't finish the guy's fries? Mm. I'd hang out with this dude. But I can't. If he He's basically begging me to finish them. <laughs> if he was sitting at my house and was like, dude, I'm not going to finish these fries. You want the rest of these? I'm just going to toss them. I'd be like, yeah, I'll fucking kill him. Mm -hmm. That's the same thing. What? Just because he's sitting at a table and I'm waiting on him, it's not the same thing? No. No, you're right. That's what I'm saying. People think people think that my theories are wacky, but they're not. No. They're really not. You're not your, but your theories are wacky. Cause you have like a thing in your brain that just like it delineates weird things. And I'm I'm a victim of it. I'm I'm staring oddly at the camera now. Because mm -hmm. I, I don't want you to misinterpret this me as directly. No, it's okay. so I yeah. have to look into the universe. Yeah, for sure. I get that I have my weird things too. The difference is do you realize you have your weird things? And do you realize that the make-out hangout rule is valid? It's valid. And that your cold backwash? I don't even like when I go to a restaurant and get soup, like get ramen. And then by the end of the bowl, I feel like it's like, first of all, it's like lukewarm now. It's not hot mm -hmm. anymore. It's hard to finish a cold soup. And then it's just like, you know, I'm dropping noodles in there. And now like the, the last like few bites of my soup is just like stuff that didn't quite make it into my mouth earlier in the meal it's like i'll just get rid of it gross mm. either that or i pay very close attention to how accurate i am when i eat the soup like i don't miss yeah. if i miss once it's over i'm not i'm done yeah, yeah you know i will usually i'll usually try to eat everything out of the broth and then just drink the broth and i just pray that i do it quick enough that it's not cold yep it's nothing worse than like glugging back cold broth at the end of a soup glurgin cold broth dude. yeah fucking gross i know it just like thickens that. up you know people do that people like will drink like they'll drink like beef broth as like a drink because it's like healthy or whatever mm. and they'll just like they'll make beef beef broth and then like store it in a pitcher like it's fucking iced tea Ugh. and just drink it like a glass drink a day. it cold i guess Ugh. dude people do weird shit you know, and, and as much weird shit as I do, I have limits, and I think my limits are fairly reasonable and sensible, mm -hmm. and sensible. Um, you know, but just like you know. Anyway. Anyway. So that was about that was all in Nashville. <laughs> Nothing really happened in Nashville. Um, I was in Florida a little bit before that. I was near Silver Spring, Florida. Fun fact about Silver Spring, Florida. Uh, Similarly named to Silver Spring, Maryland, but it's Very Silver similar. Silver Springs is what it's called oh. down there. Is Dave and Chappelle not from there? No, yeah, but Dave from, Chappelle's he's from is. Bethesda, Florida. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fucking in Silver Spring, Florida, they have monkeys native in Florida. Did you know this? Native monkeys. They have 
well, now they're native. They weren't always native. Mm. Uh, so they filmed a lot of the Tarzan movies down in Florida. Well, that makes sense. And obviously back then, <laughs> so they're monkeys, like, we got to bring some monkeys to this island in Florida. And luckily, monkeys can't swim. Really? Is what they thought. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so uh all the monkeys swam off the island and they've just been uh you know reproducing ever since monkeying around they should have never attracted all those monkeys by advertising with movies like tarzan no yeah monkeys, monkeys saw tarzan and are like we gotta go on a vacation dude jane is hot <laughs> <laughs> there's also black bears in florida i don't know if you knew that hmm now there's, a, they, there's a whole mess of animals in Florida. I bet even Florida doesn't know live there. Oh, definitely Florida doesn't. Because all they want to talk about is the bear, is the gators. Yeah, they that's got like gators, obviously. They got fucking poisonous snakes, obviously. Maybe that's why monkeys don't swim. Maybe they're just too smart to swim because there's gators in Florida. Mm. I feel like monkeys can swim. In fact, I watched a video of a monkey swimming earlier today. No, they swim great. Oh, oh <laughs> that's yeah. That's why yeah. they got loose. <laughs> so somebody didn't know they couldn't swim. They could swim. Yeah, someone, some, that some movie producer back in the day was like, we got to get a bunch of monkeys out here for this movie, and I guess, you know, we'll put them on this island and they won't break off of it. Oh, but bozo, they did. They, they did. All, they always do. They always do Apes always shit. escape. Apes always escape. We're fucking apes, dude. If there's one animal that's going to figure out how to overcome, it's an ape. Yeah. I would say, you know, if you want to get like a fucking warthog on an island, they're not getting anywhere. They not might not get anywhere, but don't put a, a warthog in the middle of the country because that's what a bunch of rich people did also. And now there's, you know, wild boars and pigs all across Boring. America. Fucking wild boars, dude. Wild. They're mating call. <laughs> <laughs> Just snoozing. And that is weird because that actually does is kind of what a pig sounds like. They're mm-hmm. like they're just snoring because they're just boring themselves all the time. Bored, dude. They're so bored they're just fucking snoring. Um, yeah, was I that got, the uh, worst joke I've ever made? Maybe or at least bottom ten. I can go lower. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try another one. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what we got. Um, but yeah. So go yeah. on. I keep Florida was interesting. Uh, I got some deer ticks while I was down there. Oh Didn't no! Didn't realize till I got back. <gasps> but I picked them off. I don't have any of the bullseyes popping up. So what's the bullseyes? I mean, you have Lyme's disease. Yeah. So one of the indications of Lyme's disease is at the bite mark of the tick. You got to keep an eye on it for like thirty days. Thirty days. And then like. I looked online because I was like, I kept looking at my bite marks and I was like, "Mm, these are definitely bite marks. And I was like, is there a bullseye? But then I looked up the bullseye and it's hard to miss if you get the bullseye. It's like, it looks like jigsaw's eyes. My bite is like right here, this little dot. It looks like a little mosquito bite, you know? He was trying to get to the armpit here. Um, but a bullseye would literally be like a giant red circle, huge around it. Yeah. Oh my! Yeah, it'd be it would be very hard to miss. Lyme's disease. Ticks are one of the ticks are scary, grosser things. Yeah. And then, like when you picked it off, did it hurt? Um, not really. I mean, it you know it felt like I was like pinching, and I picked some skin off by accident too. But like, mm. you got to get them out. I've had a tick in my head. Yeah, those ones are no good. 
But and, those are like the bigger ticks. And it took me a long time. Like I, I, I think I, when I had realized there was a tick in my head, it had been there for like a week at least. Yeah, and it was just fucking ballooned up with blood. Oh my god, dude! And you just feel violated. You're like this fucking thing has been living in my head. Yeah. For the past week and a half. Are you kidding me? Um, speaking of Nashville mm-hmm. and country music and ticks, quick throwaway comment here. One of the weirdest songs ever is this song. It's like, I'd like to check you for ticks, mm-hmm. which is basically like saying, like, I'd like to get you naked and yeah, have yeah. sex. But like, that's such a weird way to say that. Gotta check all your private parts <laughs> for ticks. Like and I'll check the inside of your vagina with my dick. Is there any possible way you could make that sound less appetizing? Yeah. How, you, how <laughs> did you make sex seem so gross? gross? Yeah. It's gross, dude. Speaking of... Uh, Do you have any pubic lines? <laughs> I'll take a comb to your pubes. I've begun a radical tour. Now, I call it the hospice tour. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know that's insensitive, but it sounds funny. And I say this with all due respect because I'm not actually playing at hospices. I'm just playing at like old an old folks home. Okay. But you I got on the the old folks circuit. I'm on the old folks circuit, dude. Nice. I'm, How'd you break into that? Well, my ex neighbor from when I from my childhood neighborhood, my neighborhood. Um, her mom is a resident in one of these places Mm. and she was like, well, they never have any entertainment, blah, blah, blah. So she was like, I'm going to try to get you and like some other people I know do music to like get on the schedule. And, uh, so I go there and I'm thinking like, okay, so they're probably just going to be like sitting in a room and it's going to be like on the schedule and they're, I'll just play for 45 minutes. I'll set up at the front, like a little recital, like when you're a kid and you do like a recital and you go to like an old folks home and the people are just like, oh my God. Like that episode of South Park where the yeah. kids, adults are just like, oh no, not another children's choir. <laughs> so I show up like ready to pack up all my, like bring out all my stuff. And I get there and they're like, oh, where are you going to, I was like, where am I going to set up? And they are like, oh yeah, so your first one is going to be in the uh, memory unit, like the people with like dementia and stuff. And I walk in, it's just nine old ladies sitting like, in like L-shaped couches around like a wooden chair. Yeah. And I was like, oh. So that's the stage. That's so, so like I didn't use a speaker. I just walked in with my guitar like I was just in somebody's house and just sat down and did like a 45-minute set uh, that like I don't think they really knew what was going on. Like uh, they, they knew that they were being entertained, but like this, like I said, this was like the uh, the memory yeah. section so like they all have problems with dementia one woman did go play a song that's like about california and i was thinking like hotel california so i played hotel california and like i, I was like is that it she was like i don't know <laughs> and then and then like four minutes into the song she goes that's it <laughs> i was like hell yeah hell yeah um so i played that one and that was just kind of it was weird because like they they weren't really like super coherent it is sad. And my, I, I, I was actually inspired to go visit my grandmother, who is also at a very advanced stage of dementia. And she's literally staying at that place right down this street, like by the train tracks in the Royal Farms. Oh, wow. Like she's literally right there. Yeah, and right. that yet last week was the first time I visited her. So I, I felt really bad. And after going like 
and seeing this place i was like dude i gotta visit my own fucking grandmother yeah and she if you know she thought i was my dad and she doesn't know who i am but all this stuff um but once you get her going she'll she'll be kind of cognizant for a little bit you can just tell what's funny is like you know how like when somebody says what's up to you like in a at a bar or something and you don't quite know who they are but, but you, you know still that, say like what's up yeah you know that like, you should the know them that? yeah you just try to maintain a conversation without giving away that you don't know who they are you just say oh man how you been like seeing if you can even like clue them for like clues like yeah. so dude like you know what have you been up to and if they say something you're like oh yeah we work together at fucking seasons or something so like you can tell that she was doing that with me mm. where she didn't want to give away that she didn't know me because she felt like she should know me. But you, there's a certain look in someone's eyes when you can tell that they don't recognize you. Yeah, they're like scanning through their Rolodex. Yeah. Like, uh. They're not quite focused on you. They're just kind of like, hey. And so she, I'm getting that from my grandma. I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. But anyway, so I played for the memory unit. And it's funny because they, they are obviously that uh, many of them are that far, you know, progressed as well. But when you're singing a song, they totally know the song. Like they were singing along to American Pie. Yeah, it was like, it's like a different part of your brain. It's fucking wild. And then so I went in and did the uh, the uh, regular people, just like regular older people that mm-hmm. like maybe need walkers or stuff. Was like are still mentally there, and that was that was cool too because that was just more like a show. But it's like I that was like a serious like to me. I was like that's like a high stress gig. I wasn't used to it because I was like. I'm used to having a mic and just having like downtime in between songs and messing around and nobody's really paying. People are like half paying attention. But when you actually have to do like 45 minutes of like being the center of attention, it does put you in a position to be like entertaining the whole time. Yeah. I noticed that when I did that show at the Reservoir um, uh, like a, over the summer where we opened up for uh, Alex's co-workers band from Fort Lauderdale and uh, we did an all original set pretty much. I think we did like one cover. Uh, for 45 minutes and like since it was an actual show where i was like on a we were like on a stage makeshift stage whatever and people were like in the audience like a real show like standing there i was like this is different like i can't just like when you're doing a bar gig you just kind of like fuck around play a song dead time laugh with the people you can't just change strings (laughs) yeah exactly exactly so it was like it's it was a good experience but that was just a wild thing so i have and i i made the joke with my father i was like what's funny about doing the memory unit i could do that you know, if they had the bot, I could do that like six times a day. <laughs> they never know. And I'm allowed to say that because my grandmother is, uh, what is the word? Demented? I, I want to. <laughs> I don't think that's the right word. I want to believe that that is the word because I don't see any reason why it wouldn't be, but I don't feel like it is. But it, yeah, it should sounds be. too harsh for it to be the right word. It could be one of those things kind of like retarded where it was a clinical term Mm -hmm. and then it became colloquially a derogatory term so like there is a chance that maybe like calling someone demented is just like yeah that you have dementia but then that became colloquially like this like like an insult like oh what kind of demented shit are you doing but i feel like demented is more like evil and like yeah right it's more like strange yeah demonic demonic it's not like when somebody says you're doing something demented they're not accusing you of being forgetful no they're accusing you of like skinning a squirrel yeah hanging it on a cross or some shit yeah i like come back from the store and forget like milk my wife's just like you demented son (laughs) of a bitch while she's like (laughs) sticking a cactus in her eyeball (laughs) look what you made me do what is the word for what you're doing (laughs) retarded (laughs) shit 
Oh, man. A uh, couple real quick throwaway topics before we get going, because I think you got to go, right? Uh, I, can, I can chill for like... Oh, actually, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, just, I, I don't, don't know have, how this goes after three. I don't have much, much to say about all these things. Uh, just kind of wanted to bring them to people's attention. Um... Yeah, Fun. I forgot that we did like an hour on jerking up top. <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact, the little yellow first line, first down line that you see when you watch a football game mm-hmm. uh, was conceived in 1978. It took 20 years for ESPN to implement it or, or for any network television to actually be able to figure out how to do it. Mm. 20 years of video technology just to figure out how to do the yellow first down line. And when you talk about how much sense, because it's all like, so this is how I imagine they do it, right? The entire grass field essentially is a green screen Mm -hmm. and they can kind of just like implement graphics on top of it now. Mm -hmm. But I mean, back in the day, like was someone just drawing that shit on during the broadcast? Like, um, what they basically did was what you're, you're, you're on the ball with, um, they like color keyed it in. Mm-hmm. So they would like find like the RGB values of like parts of the field and then that they would key in the yellow line. But it took video technology 20 years after it wasn't first implemented until 1998. So the video technology wasn't there to do that until. So the first game they actually did it was a Ravens game against, uh, I can't remember who the opposing team, I think the Jets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first, the first game that the first downline was ever used was. 1998 Baltimore Ravens versus the Jets, New York Jets. And uh, it was all kind of like janky and funky because like when a player would go over, it would like disrupt the thing. So it was kind of funny, but it's like you take for granted technology. Like I look at the first down line. 98 was the first 98. one? Jesus Christ. Which is insane because didn't they make the Matrix like two years later? So yeah, when, the Matrix came out in 99, I think. Yeah, so that, I don't understand that. They made Jurassic Park. In 1991, well, those but, are all practical effects. Yeah, I guess you're right. It's just kind of, and then you, also like this is all this is their first time implementing that kind of thing live. Yeah, it's live. That's yeah. true. That's true. It's probably fairly easy to just do it. Like you know, I mean, like for one Star scene. Wars was a big, you know, crazy thing for VFX, but it was because they literally like hand drew the lightsabers on frame by frame on the film. Wow. To do the special effects. Fucking but nowadays, wow. yeah. You can literally just like actively do it in like a Snapchat filter is literally fucking magic compared to what they had back then. I have such an immense appreciation for video editing techniques because whenever I have to do anything mildly anything video wise, like right now I'm trying to make a promo uh reel for um our song coming out this Thursday. Mm-hmm. Plug Thursday twenty seventh at five PM. Check it out. Um, but, uh, just anything, I'm just like masking something in. I'm like, I gotta go every fucking frame. Yeah. I mean, this is just tedious. That's rough. It's like Photoshopping a hundred different photos. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, this is insane. But like, so, you know, and there are certain points where I just go like, okay, the juice isn't worth the squeeze. Like this, this reel is going to get like a thousand views. And I'm doing like Star Wars 1978 practical effects on something when I could just be like, song's coming out this Thursday and probably get the <laughs> same amount of fucking reactions. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So just taking technology for granted and, and seeing that, you know, and, and also noticing that Baltimore has been involved in so many technical technological advancements. We were also the, the Super Bowl, uh, us versus the 49ers in 2013 was the first time they ever implemented the Skycam, 
which is mm. the kind of 360 revolving yeah, the cable cam. And they use or actually no, it was it was the Super Bowl where we beat the Giants in 2001 was the first time they used a sky cam and it was actually used to review a Jamal Lewis touchdown. Mm. So the first time they used a sky cam was a Ravens game. The first time they did the first down line was 3 years prior with a Ravens game. And then the uh, Ravens Super Bowl in 2013 against San Francisco was the first time where they had a massive blackout, if I remember that, which I still think was Vegas saying we were winning 28 to 3 at that point. And I'm sorry, you cannot convince me that there were, you know, when you're paying a million dollars for a 30 second slot on during the Super Bowl on average for an ad campaign, yeah. you're telling me that when the Super Bowl is an absolute blowout. And people are just kind of tuning out because they're like, okay, this is this isn't even a good game. This is, the Ravens are winning twenty eight to three. You're telling me somebody didn't fucking call up somebody, dude, go like, dude, I paid a million dollars for a thirty second ad slot in the third quarter, and this game is a blowout by the first half. Yeah, no, fucking turn off the lights, talk to the refs. Maybe it's not even that corrupt, but just like turn off the lights and stop the momentum. Mm-hmm. The Ravens are piling, and of course, lo and behold. They come back out after the blackout. The 49ers score three more touchdowns, and the Ravens barely eke out a win. We wound up winning by three points. But it's like that blackout lasted like 13 minutes, mm-hmm. and then all our momentum Just was lost. Everything. Just halted everything. So, like, I'm sorry, but it's not like I'm saying, like, if people believe that JFK was assassinated, that was an inside job. People believe 9-11 is an inside job. Those are government world leaders and, and massive, like, killing of your own citizens by a government. I'm talking about the Super Bowl. I'm talking about the number one most watched single day sporting event in the world every year uh, where more advertising money goes into it than any other three hours in television at any other point during history. And yeah, I believe that there's some people that have money invested it that maybe had something to say about it being a shitty game. Call me crazy. Uh, Anyway, speaking of uh, networks, Cartoon Network, it's gone. Yeah. Got Don't. bought up by Warner, right? Warner Brothers? Yeah, what is it now? Cartoon W? CW? I don't know. I don't know if they even got rid of the Cartoon Network name. I just think the animation studio got like pulled into the fold of Warner Brothers. But that being said, uh, probably not for the best because whenever a big company brings in a small creative company... They usually lose everything that made them creative. So yeah, uh, I guess we'll just have to see. I gotta be honest. Cartoon Network wasn't a small company either, by any means. But. Yeah, I, I, you know, it could just be because I'm 30. But uh, yeah, I don't Cartoon really care. Network. <laughs> I, I, you know, Dexter's- listen, I'm 30 and I only watch anime now, bitch. <laughs> You know, as long as take, they don't buy Japan, I'm fine. I don't want yeah, buy Japan. <laughs> All their creative just done. Um, but yeah, that's uh, yeah. It's like Cartoon Network. You know, Dexter's Lab was cool. Even back then, they had some weird shit. I just feel like, especially after Adult Swim, like some of it was good, but a lot of it they just went in this weird kind of like weird niche, like kooky route where it's like really like it's a very small niche market that i feel like they kind of catered themselves to toward the end like even the kids shows are kind of like weird they're not like 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 i said there was weird cartoon shows when we were kids too like the one with the fucking naked action figure or whatever and cow and chicken is like the most yeah cow and chicken was crazy strangest cartoon you'll ever see but like you know, they were always strange and they were never like I liked Courage a Cowardly Dog and I liked Looney mm-hmm. Tunes when they would do reruns. But like for the most part, I was always a Nick Nickelodiac, Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon guy. Um, uh, but also speaking of uh, now conspiracies, we're talking about conspiracies. Shouts out to your boy, 
Alex Jones, ordered to pay 965, you guessed it, million dollars to the families of Sandy Hook. Now, that is how much it costs to be wrong. That is an insane amount of money. Does he have $965 million? Where do you find that money? That's like suing me for like, honestly, like $100,000. Like, dude, I don't know where you're going to get that. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, is he going to have to like take a loan out to pay that shit off? How or like, do you I don't, even... I don't understand how like those giant settlements work unless they're against like a billion dollar company. Yeah, it's not like you sued Pfizer. I can understand suing Pfizer for a billion dollars, and it's like, okay, they have that. They made ninety billion last year. You sued one guy for a, you know, basically a billion dollars. I mean, you're you're thirty million away from a billion. Nine hundred sixty-five yeah. million is an insane amount of money, and I feel like the only reason they didn't sue him for a billion is because it would sound ridiculous. Like <laughs> that's literally like the most like I'm gonna sue you for a billion dollars, and you're like, what? You can't do that. Yeah. A billion dollars. They're like. All right, nine hundred sixty-five. Yeah. Nine hundred sixty-five million. You're like, real. oh wait, you're serious? <laughs> you're serious? That is an insane amount of money. I obviously don't. I'm not thrilled about the stuff he said about Sandy Hook, uh, and no one is. But how do you even come up with that number? I mean, how do you even come up with nine hundred sixty-five or sixty-seven million dollars in uh, what pain and suffering? So every family, how many, how many families were, how many victims were there? There were 30 victims, 30 kids were either shot or killed. I think I'm completely like, now I'm going to get sued for a billion dollars for getting these fucking numbers wrong. Yeah. Um, uh, so I mean, we all know, you know, we know that that attack was real. We're not, we're not saying it was fake. We know it was real, but we also know that, that $965 million is unreal. That's like, I just don't even know how that... So what, every family gets $30 million from Alex Jones? $30 million? On top of whatever the government paid them for... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's... <laughs> yeah, I don't, really, I don't really know what to say about that other than, like I said, that's how much it costs to be wrong, folks. Don't be wrong, or you will be sued for a... Billion Dr. Evil is going to fucking sue you for a billion dollars. Used to be a joke. Now it's real. Hopefully everything we said today was factually accurate. Mm-hmm. Please don't, don't sue, sue us. Don't we, sue don't us. Have, we don't even have any sponsors anymore. We don't. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> that being said, promo code... Uh, LFTS on manscaped.com for 20% off your uh, lawsuit against us. Yeah, they forgot to take down the code, so <laughs> <laughs> might as well use it, guys. Make scamp, folks. Uh, plugs, plugs, plugs. Plugs. Um, I've been doing the ghost tours out in Sykesville uh, with Elizabeth uh, these last couple of Fridays. And I think our last tour will be next Friday, the 28th. I believe, right? Ooh. I think that's next Friday. Why not Saturday? Um, so we've just been doing the Friday tours. Mm. Uh, so yeah, next Freaky Friday, Friday, the 28th. Uh, come on out to Sykesville Distillery if you want to come see a ghost store, buy a ticket, because it probably will sell out. That oh, is well. Hall- Halloween weekend. Halloween weekend is coming up. 
Uh, we got a nice series. We'll probably come at you with a couple. I think we have that uh, guy from Illusions, Spencer mm-hmm. Horseman, coming on Wednesday spooky. night. That's pretty spooky. We're going to have a real magician on the podcast, folks. Not uh, like a, a comedian hypnotized guy. We're going to have a real live magician. And uh, we're going to get to the bottom of it. Mainly, is magic real? Uh, also, if we could squeeze in our traditional Halloween power hour at some point, that would be spooktacular as well. Mm-hmm. So I'll get on the I'll get on the books with that as well. Um, anything else for you, plug wise? No, just keep an eye out for the that tour um, or the yeah the ghost tour, and keep an eye out for the new single coming out this Wednesday. Uh, yes. Glad you mentioned that. Glad you asked. Our new single from the band Sophomore. Oh my God, I totally forgot to mention this, but I'll talk about it more on next week's podcast. But there is a... a there. Remember how before I told you there was a, a another artist named Sophomore on Spotify and she released a song called 90s Honey? And I was like, okay, so there's just like random girl who's like releasing songs, whatever. Um, I logged into my YouTube page and had 300 more subscribers this week. Um, and then I looked up where all the views are coming from and they came from a search result, Abigail Breslin. I typed in Abigail Breslin. She's the other sophomore. She is a 534,000 followers. She's a like C-list actress from some like show. Wow. Um, she's not known for her music. Like her music Mm -hmm. gets the same amount of views that I do. Yeah. But like she as an actress is like very known. Like I told this story to Liv and she's like, yeah, I know her. It's like, that's (laughs) the other sophomore. I thought it was just some random bitch. But it turns out there it's like this highly known chick yeah. who's when I and you scammed her out of her Spotify. When page. I claim when I uploaded my <laughs> uh when I uploaded my single, our single, the publishing distributing thing was like, hey, would you like to claim your YouTube for artists page? I was like, Yeah, sure. So we claimed sophomore. We claimed Spotify, so all of our stuff was on our Spotify last year, mm-hmm. which we reaped some of the views from that. Then we kicked her off. Yeah. Then once I claimed the sophomore page. All of her stuff went on our page mm. at the same time she released a new album. So all of her subscribers and all of her views went to my page. Damn. And then I yeah. had to email fucking YouTube and be like, okay, uh, we're kind of noticing that we're not getting as many more, so you can kick her off now. Yeah. I didn't, I'm just kidding. I didn't notice it for two <laughs> weeks, and I did act on it immediately because I obviously don't want to see her views go to me any further. Mm. Uh, but, you know, look, the way I look at it is, look, You have 535,000 followers on Instagram. You probably have like a big time agency that books you in these Netflix series and shit like that. You have a manager, probably you have producers. Why are you losing to a guy in his apartment in Towson when it comes to claiming the Spotify page, claiming the YouTube page, jumping on all these things first, locking down the, the, all the fucking hashtags and everything? Like, how are you losing to me? Yeah, I it's like I want to I want to say I'm sorry for taking all your views, but it's like you know what, I'm not. No, thank I don't you. have a fucking guy that's thank fucking you for handling. not claiming it. Yeah, now I got it. I have a fucking. And I got your trickle down fans. Yeah, I have a fucking <laughs> garage where I fucking make music. I don't have a guy call me up like, "Hey, Jim, uh, we just locked out another fucking deal out." And fuck, no, I don't have any of that. And you're still losing. I'll tell you why. Because we're the real sophomore. I'm the real sophomore. Ask anybody. Has been. Always been. Always been. That being said, our new single In Motion coming out this week, Thursday, October 27th, available on all platforms. Follow us at sophomoremd 
uh, at Jimmy Seleski uh, across the board as well. Uh, at LFTS Podcast on everything. Oh, Till yeah. next week, folks. Peace. Peace.